Hello there, everyone. My name is Aaron Burr. Welcome to the We All Can Change podcast. Here I help others heal the earth to live a more fulfilled and healthier life. I like to keep things pretty lighthearted, so that's why I do all this in a non-extreme and not too serious way. Seriously. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 53, recording audio only and then video plus audio only but separately so any who's um yeah just gonna talk about uh I have, I have like a pile of questions that have just piled up ever since um i started we all can change and so i'm gonna try and answer some of those questions from people i've written them down so i won't forget them and anyone that's on uh instagram right now can answer can ask me questions as well or you can answer them you can just actually just take over the whole podcast yeah i don't mind i don't mind at all um anywho's happy earth day i'm recording this on earth day instagram is seeing this on earth day the podcast episode will be going out a day after earth day hmm what a shame uh but nonetheless you know every day should be earth day right you know i think i think uh it's okay to celebrate we should always find excuses to to celebrate even if something like earth day should be celebrated every day such a cliche thing to say but it's cliche for a reason that's because it's true happy earth day (laughs) a lot of people a lot of people come to me and they're like, like, man, what can I do for, for Earth Day? I want to do something special. I want to do something unique. I want to start, start my path or start my journey or expand my journey onto, onto uh, you know, the, the sustainability movement or my sustainability path. Ooh, I just found a footrest. And, oh, man, this is good. This is living. This is living for sure. Um... Yeah, and you know, you know, they're either asking for like simple solutions, you know, simple things that they can do um, that are like, you know, maybe not easy, but they're relatively simple and and not really much nonsense. They're not they're not complicated. They're not confusing. Doesn't mean they're easy, but they're either looking for that or they're looking for. Maybe something deeper, you know, something like, like Aaron, like, what do I, like, what's needed in the world, you know, and, and more so from, from a maybe philosophy standpoint. Um, and I mean, from there, uh, that's, that's what I end up answering anyways, even if they're not asking that I end up asking or answering, um, you know, at the end of the day, the number one thing that we can do, the most important thing is, is be mindful of, of everything. I mean, everything, just express more mindfulness. And it's, it's so difficult in, in a busy world like today. Hello, B. How are you? Hmm. There's a bunch of bees around because there's a bunch of, uh, dandelions around too so it's nice <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's this there's this 
there's two ways of thinking for for our impact and helping the earth and helping the world in general is like what measurable things can we do and that's that's really what what i started with with um with we all can change and everything but you know there's also this this like okay like what does the world need um the rest (laughs) what does the earth need the rest of the world uh to act like and to be and to do and that's really um it's a tough question but but simple answer but not an easy easy answer it's i mean it's really you know the world needs people to express mindfulness in the form of compassion kindness and and whether that's to the planet you know to to people that um aren't treating the planet as well or are treating it very badly um I mean, those, you know, that's what's really needed. You know, this, this environmental movement that we see today is, is relatively, you know, judgmental and relatively, um, yeah, kind of, I mean, dreary for sure. You know, it's either they're, they're leaning on, you know, sad facts and negative statistics, which, you know, whatever, I guess that's needed sometimes, but or they're they're guilting and judging people into attempting to um, get them to change, and and really that never works, you know, psychologically um, or sociology, sociologically, <laughs> sociology. <laughs> yeah, it never works. Like people don't like don't like that stuff. You know, the environmental movement, especially really all these movements. You know. Whether it be, you know, I, I really can only speak for the environment because that's really the only the only thing I have an experience in. Um, you know, but you think of like like equality and social justice, whether it be for for women or minorities or people of color or indigenous people. Um, I feel like I can't, you know, speak to those. Not even like as, not even close, right? Um, but... You do, I mean, you do see like similar things, you know, that I see in the environment is, is it, you know, it's, it's so difficult to like hold out a hand when you're seeing all of this bad and all of this, um, terrible stuff going on, you know, all these, all these terrible things that people are doing, especially I'm going to put my kombucha in the shade. It's getting, getting sunny. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult to to see you know all these people doing such such terrible things to the world or to other people or treating people you know badly but wow it's not balancing at all need a kombucha cup holder in this really high-end studio uh (laughs) definitely put the booch in the shade it's in the shade vivian it's in the shade (laughs) yeah kombucha gets a little a little rank when uh chuck's really loud kombucha gets a little rank when it's in the sun um yeah i think it's this this is just gonna be me talking and then and then getting distracted and then trying to you know catch up to where i was but uh i mean you know you you see 
you see like these you know these issues with these movements social justice or environmental justice or environmental you know sustainability and because it's so difficult to to like handle you know how someone's being so different from you and like how someone's being so judgmental or or treating people treating the planet way way worse than you are uh, it's so difficult to like not be angry at them right it's so so tough and but but it's you know it and I get it like it's it's really difficult but it turns into me shutting those people down or that group down rather than me pushing for um, the movement that I believe in you know or or this cause or this project you know you end up you end up losing your path really quickly if you if you if you're you know if your message turns into this is the enemy now and and you're the problem you know it's you get you get really astray and so you know back to this long-winded question of of like what the world needs and what the planet needs on earth day or any day is is really um mindfulness and compassion towards everything it's so difficult you know but like if everyone actively tried that fuck we'd have a lot a lot less problems on our hand just in general planet or society the whole i don't know what was the first conscious effort you put towards your environmental journey god it was so long ago i mean i mean i i started on this environmental path like I mean, really in high school. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean basically, I, I arrived at the, the decision that, like, I was mountain biking and hiking and doing all these outdoor activities. And, um, and like, I realized, like, those things are under threat. Like, like the woods are getting chopped down and, and, and the, like, just so much that I'm taking from the planet, like, in a good way. Uh, I'm not really giving back, and so that's that's where it started. Um, but the first thing I did, uh, conscious thing, God, so long ago. I mean, I I would probably say, I'm just gonna keep saying um until it arrives. <laughs> that's it's so deep, so deep in my brain. Um, but I I mean I would probably say like thinking about thinking about waste, and then thinking about diet and in kind of right around the same time probably you know waste waste led me to food waste and food waste led me to you know resources and then resources led me to you know diet and everything so I mean it's a tough question I mean everything kind of you know everything kind of like like came in at once you know I I learned a lot and and you learn all these different angles of things like you learn about diet you learn about cars you learn about you know waste and and all this stuff and I think I think somewhere along the line you you know you start to like you start to like I guess like hack at (laughs) like your your footprint basically um so yeah probably waste and and diet yeah so yeah a good way to get into it um thanks for the question um yeah, I mean, back to like when when should we ban non-electric cars? I mean, this this question can be 
you know, expanded to really anything banning. Um, you know, there, there's there's like two parts to it that I think of, and the first part is is yes, of course, like like there are people that I guess like are 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 fine with going with whatever's whatever's society's doing, you know, and and whatever is legal is what's legal, and whatever's illegal and whatever's banned they don't do, you know, it's no big deal. And so I think in that sense, like in the sense of of just like the greater good, I guess banning things, you know, plastic bands, you know, I don't know, coal bands, uh, non-electric car bands, maybe the, maybe they'd be okay, but I don't think it arrives at the, the correct, like, destination of, of, like, the reason behind, I'm, like, holding this bottle cap in my hand, let me put it down, like, the reason behind, like, why you're doing, like, why you're doing these things, like, why are you, driving an electric car why are you not driving why are you biking more why are you not using plastic bags if it's i mean if if the reason is because the government told me to i mean that's not a very good reason because that can change you know in like a snap of fingers you know as we've seen with with the environmental regulations especially in the u.s you know with with like flopping back and forth between whatever president's in, in power, you know, or whatever administration really is in power. Um, you know, environmental regulations are going to, are going to take a toll or they're going to get better. And, and it's just like a vicious cycle. So, so, I mean, the, to answer that question, like, you know, I, I don't, I don't think governmental bans or government telling you what to do is, is really the path forward. Um, just because of you know it, it it fails to to reach like that deeper level of of why you know behind things um i'm gonna throw these on it's getting fucking bright um so yeah i, w- I would say i would say a better thing to do you know a better option rather th- rather than just like shit on you know banning stuff um <laughs> I, mean, I i guess i would say the a uh, better option would be to would be to highlight like all the benefits to an electric car, including, um, you know, including like your gas bill, including the environment, you know, including maintenance and and the lack of maintenance with electric cars, um, much less maintenance without an engine, <laughs> uh, which is great, just great on on the old stress, the old brain, and the old heart, great stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would push for those things. I would push for better reasons behind, um, behind making these changes and, and, you know, to, to, to take it even to a deeper level of, of like a reason or a why I would say, you know, because, because like you have to understand, like, like a gas powered car is just so, um, it's just, there's nothing, there's nothing good about it for the environment. There's nothing good about it for, um, treating the planet or the earth with compassion. Sadly. Um, I mean, I had a car for most of my life, um, but eventually, eventually gave it up. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's just, uh, you know, you can, you can take all these angles, you can take the, you know, government ban, you can can take it a deep depth further and, and say, you know, hey, here's better reasons. Here's why to do this, or here's why to 
not drive this or drive this or not do this and do this instead. Um, and then you can take it a step further and say, hey, like this isn't even in line with anything related to uh, helping the earth at all. You know, you can you can increase um, increase <laughs> increase you can increase uh, miles per gallon, you know, efficiency and everything. But at the end of the day, it's still using gas. It's still burning fossil fuel. It's still harming the planet, and it's not in line with, with, um, you know, with with this lifestyle, I guess, right? So, so I, I would push for this deeper level rather than just banning things, basically, cars specifically, you know, electric cars specifically, or other things as well. Little plane going over my head. Okay, so second question. The, the sun keeps like switching on and off and these sunglasses are really dark so so if it's like a little bit cloudy I'm like oh I can't really see like my computer screen making sure it's still recording everything's on low battery too my computer my laptop everything's on low battery so it could be you know just gone everything could just be gone in an instant but mm, we'll see we got a question from Jewel. <laughs> so I'm like recording the podcast separately and it's going to be so funny like editing this because it's going to be all over the place. All right. So question from Jewel. During this whole Corona thing, our Walmart is not allowing us to use our reusable bags. I got up to the counter only to be told I had to put everything in plastic bags. I was not a happy camper. Okay. Not really a question. Just a comment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's a, it's a weird thing. Like, you know, it's this, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, people are, we're, we're very quick to, to just like, like say, oh, you know, our, our, our health is in danger or, or, you know, this thing's happening. So let's just go back to being wasteful and, and, and all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I agree. It's, it's weird. Uh, my co-op, like my food co-op that I go to, they, they, they let you bring reusable bags. Um, Walmart just sucks. <laughs> uh, uh, not even kidding. I just don't like Walmart. But, but um, yeah. So I mean, I mean, Walmart aside, I you know I I think like, yeah. I, I think I think when we have like these, you know, these these ways of life that are you know like starting to change, but like they're still pretty ingrained in in the the majority of society we're gonna we're gonna like switch back to to like the old ways old ways um pretty quickly you know pretty quickly and and to the sacrifice the environment because um i think i think society's heart isn't in uh the right the right place i guess right so yeah weird okay so further question how do we protect the environment while increasing standards of living so this is also a, a multiple part answer that I have. I pretty much don't have a solid answer for anything in life. Just just multiple parts and, and maybe one prevails. Maybe not, I don't know. But but there's two parts to this, and let me just gather my thoughts while staring off into the abyss. I mean, re- really, you know, there's the, the part of, of, like, do we, you know, do we actually have know a higher standard of life while we're treating the environment poorly you know than we did way long ago i'm talking this is like angled kind of weird i'm talking like 
you know, pre-agriculture, you know, we treated the environment very great. Like everything was, was beautiful and balanced and everything. Um, and I mean, was, was the standards of living, were the standards of living, you know, that much worse or even worse at all. You know, there's, there's a lot of data these days about, about quality of life and, and, um, how we've been living as humans before agriculture and then after. And, and it, you know, a lot of it actually states that, that the quality of life was way higher, um, before agriculture, like disease and all these things and, and health issues and, and obesity and, and all this stuff, like these weren't really prevalent because we lived really healthy lives. You know, we, we had food everywhere, like to forage and, and we didn't have to grow it. So we spent like, like two or so hours a day, like making sure we're surviving. And then the rest of it just like (laughs) dicking around. So, I mean, I mean, you know, I guess the question is kind of a, it sounds like it's assuming that, um, it's assuming that when we treat the planet better, quality of life goes down. Um, so I guess that's like the first disclaimer is that, is that when we treat the planet really, really well, um, foraging and, and living off the land and, and, you know, kind of being more tribal and more, um, you know, like small scale, you know, definitely not as much population, uh, things were great. And so then there's, I mean, then there's also the second part of that, which is, which is, you know, I, I guess, well, I guess three parts. So the second part <laughs> is, is really, um, you know, it's, it's really like, like making this assumption that, that when we are reducing our, our carbon footprint and bettering our, our lives for the planet, you know, bettering our actions for the planet, um, it's making the assumption that, that, you know, our quality of life goes down. Right. And, and so I, I would argue pretty strongly that, that, uh, the, the things that we may give up, um, which really we shouldn't even focus on the things we give up. Um, we should focus on the things we're adding and the f- things we're enhancing more so than, than giving up. Uh, we won't really even miss anyways, you know, the things we're giving up, the things that we're deprioritizing, uh, I don't think we're going to miss them that much. You know, things like, like these, just these convenient, convenient lifestyles, like, like, like disposable plastic and, you know, plastic bags and, and, you know, even, even like having our own car, like, like if, if public transit were, you know, everywhere, um, we wouldn't really miss a car. We wouldn't really miss, um, a lot of these things that I talk about maybe giving up, but most of the time just focusing on something else. I don't think we're going to really miss them. And I think, I think that's a really, um, good sign that, that we don't really need, you know, to, to harm the environment in order to, uh, keep our higher standards of life. Um, yeah. So, we probably won't miss them. You know, the important things in our lives actually don't harm the environment. You know, things like food, shelter, transportation. Um, and then the important stuff like for fulfillment, like the experiences that we love, you know, the people that we love and cherish, our family, our friends. 
I mean, I think I think the things that we would give up, if anything, uh, we won't really miss. You know, I don't think they're an essential part to our happiness and fulfillment. Those things are like experiences and family and friends um, to to live a, a healthy life. Now, there's a third part that I was talking about. You know, those who are, I guess, like struggling. You know, struggling whether it be finances or health or access. I just picked up like a, you know, a little pine needle and I'm just like shaking it around now. You know, there's there's obviously like, let's just let's just like bring up like the inequalities in the world. And there there's people that are just struggling to make it, right? They're struggling to like pay their food bill, pay their rent bill, and you know they don't have access to fresh food. They don't have access to healthcare. They don't have access to these things. And um, so I kind of took that question, and and maybe this wasn't the intent of the question, um, but but I kind of took it and said, you know, how do we how do we, you know, help the environment while raising the standards of those um, who are, uh, you know, worse off, you know, or who are discriminated against or who are um, in poverty, low income or or, you know, just struggling in general. And I, I think, you know, I think in order for, you know, any of this to succeed, like any any of this environment or anything to succeed, it, it has to be, um, it, it has to involve those who are going to be most affected by it. You know, those who are um, in low-income communities or in communities who are, who don't have uh, the resources to, to protect themselves or they don't have the resources to have a solid immune system for a virus to come along. Um yeah, you know, I, I think I think the environment and social justice and, and equity and equality are are one and the same. You know, one and the same for sure. I, I don't think you can have I don't think you can have one without the other. Um, you know, I don't I don't see I don't see the environment being um, being you know I don't see it I don't see it advancing without. Uh, those who who can't be left behind, right? Um, I don't see it advancing without everyone, and I also don't see equality and equity don't, not advancing without the environment. Because I think if you're going to come at a place of compassion and love for everyone, it has to be also for the planet and, and everything, you know, everything. So, so I don't know. I kind of took that that question in a little different way, but oh, good question. Do you, so Sam asks, do you think we extend our stay-at-home order? And if so, do you think that will help the ecosystem? But then probably make it already more difficult uh, to getting back to what we consider normal. Um, also, what what we consider normal, I think, will never be the same again, same after this. Or safe? Same after this. I think there will be a lot of circumstances. But what do you think? Um... Yeah, good questions, man. I mean, I mean, you know, I I think, man, I I hope I hope things don't go go back to normal. You know, normal kind of sucked. <laughs> uh, honestly, though, it it really did. I mean, I mean, like people didn't have time to like just stop and and like think about, uh, think about their lives. You know, think about things like the environment or think about you know, I guess like savings or or what they want to do and their passions, you know, like we didn't have time. Like we were just, we were just like, we were just like 
pushing forward for for what reason you know to to make it um to make a bunch of money and then what you know so i think i think this if nothing else has has definitely allowed us to stop and think and man i i hope i hope things don't get back to normal um i hope that you know things that are essential and and important like experiences and you know just going out and and meeting people and and talking to people and giving hugs and and all this stuff and sitting in a park i hope all that goes back to normal of course um but i think you know i think there's a lot of stuff that that shouldn't go back to normal and i think maybe one of those things is as simple as you know more people working from home uh and 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 that i mean that has a huge impact on the planet um because instead of instead of uh a business you know requiring space for their employees uh you can just work at home or work at a coffee shop work at these work at these uh pieces of land or these these buildings that are already are already in place you know you're 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 basically requiring much less much less infrastructure much less land use um much less energy you know takes all this energy to heat and yeah i guess like run a building and so i think it's really cool to see uh it would be really cool to see a lot of businesses and companies um moving more to people working online uh for the environment for sure and then you know i would like to see um a push for you know, government, government wise, I would like to see a push for, um, you know, healthcare and, and all these, all these issues that the, that, that are coming up that we've realized are, are big problems, um, that we're not really ready to solve, um, or weren't ready to solve, I guess, or needed to solve. Um, and the thing like the coronavirus has really, you know, woken us up about that for sure. Yeah, I I have like I have like two ways of thinking. It's like, it's like of course, um, we need to be, uh, we need to be like trying to save as much pe- as many people. I think that's that's of course like the compassionate and loving thing that we should all be doing, right? And that's first and foremost. Like I think we're always going to do that as people and as human beings, thankfully. Um, but then there's also this part of, of you know, like, what kind of life do we want to live? Um, if, if a thing like a virus or an, a pandemic becomes really popular, you know, like, are we going to be keep, are we going to keep doing, you know, these things, um, like sheltering in place because, because at some point, you know, sadly, uh, like suicide rates are going to, are going to top, you know, pandemic rates. I mean, because, because like, if you put like a lot of people live alone, including me, and if you put a lot of people like alone without any contact, without any connection, without anything, and there's social distancing, man, it's really depressing. And and I think that that's uh, that's something that we should all be thinking about is like how far do we want to go to save, um, you know, save a population when really like when we're really like not really living, you know, we're not really living and and we're not going to really be dying well either. You know, I, there's a really good article from, um, Charles Eisenstein that talk, he talks about a lot of this stuff. And like, uh, I had, I had these thoughts in my head, but I didn't really know how to deliver it in like a kind and, and, 
you know, understandable way without just sounding like I don't care about humanity. <laughs> um, but he, he delivers it really well. And so I shared it on Facebook and probably still there. I feel like you, you scroll down. Um, but, but yeah, that's on Facebook, really long article. I had, I had to like take breaks to, to read the whole thing. Um, but he also goes on the rich roll podcast and talks about, yeah, like this, you know, obviously like talks about, you know, not forgetting about these things that government should change like healthcare and, and all these things that, that we're realizing are issues. Um, but then he also gets into, um, you know, like, like how far are we going to go to like, how, how, how far are we going to like, not really live, you know, like this isn't living. Like, like if, if someone told me, um, without a doubt, this is going to be how it's, how it's going to be for, for the next six months, I would, I would move in a heartbeat. I would go to, um, I would go to some, some community, you know, some farm community that, and, and we just grow food and we have like a community and like you stay isolated, but you have a lot of people around because this is not sustainable for me, for sure. I'm a social butterfly and I need, uh, I need connection. You know, it's, there's a part of you that's like, it's like, okay, you want to accept whatever it is, you know, and, and, and live according to, you know, what you have and, and just be accepting. And then there's also like, like being accepting in the sense of, okay, like this is what it is. So I'm going to do this instead. Like, I don't see this as, um, sustainable, you know, I don't see this as, um, long-term for me. Fuck. My battery's gonna die. Shit, it's really low. Damn, I gotta plug this in. Hope you didn't just see my boot there, my booty. Um, okay, I don't really know how to do this because, hmm, fuck. I don't really know how to like hold up my, cause my charger's in, my charger's in, but, I stand up the phone. Let's see. Fuck. Okay, I'm recording again on this. Um, so we're back to it. Any questions from anyone? Same people still on. Funny. It's funny, it's like an audience of two or three the whole time. <laughs> but it's kind of what I expected because uh, I didn't tell anyone about this and it's like middle of the day and uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh. Oh, dude, Sam, this is actually from you. I wrote this down. It, you asked it uh, forever ago. Um, so you asked, how will recreational marijuana affect the environment? Um, and then will regulation be needed? So I never got to this question because I never did an episode on on, on weed, um, sadly. But I, I think I will. I'll probably like even re-answer your question in that too. But, um, but yeah, I, th I think like just anything you grow in general, any, anything that's made, you know, whether it be clothing or shoes or, or a house or, um, like cotton or wool or, um, or hemp, you know, hemp or, uh, or like recreational marijuana's. Yeah, I, I think, you know, every, every single thing you grow, every, every single thing um, has, a, has an environmental footprint. And so, of course, like marijuana will have, you know, it definitely has an environmental footprint. Um, and so, you know, I think, I think, of course, like regulations 
will have to be in place both for um you know both for like quality standards um and then also environmental standards too you know like how to grow it and grow it in a certain way and and you know usda organic hemp (laughs) so cool that's what's needed for sure um you know stuff like that which which i think most hemp is going to be is organic already because it doesn't really require any spraying or really much at all that's the good thing about um that plant is is it requires very little water very little you know no pesticides and doesn't really require much at all it's it grows pretty easily grows like a weed (laughs) um uh, you know, once you start to really like pick apart, you know, different types of hemp and different types of, um, you know, of, of the plant, uh, you know, you start to, it starts to get a little tricky. You know, you start to try to find, you know, if, if you're growing hemp, like without THC and stuff, um, you start to try and find more, um, how is environmentalism changing economic practices and what are the limits to those changes? Man, I... You know, I definitely am not a economics expert. You know, it's not it's not what I focus on. Um, but but you know, I, I kind of tie in economics with business and and how um, the world is is responding to um, the environment and the environmental movement and environmentalism in a business sense, in a money sense, in an economic sense, and. And I think there's, I think there's like pretty, there's actually pretty like measurable change going on for sure. And that's, you know, that's in the form of, of like businesses are seeing that people are, uh, demanding that they, um, that they treat the world better, that they treat the earth better. And, and if they don't, um, they're not going to buy your product. And I think businesses are understanding that, um, you know, that this huge, like huge, like massive, um, I don't even know what to call them, like firm or like consulting, but like conglomerate, like uh, basically runs, runs, I don't know, it kind of like runs the world. I think it's called BlackRock, right? BlackRock, am I getting that wrong um, or getting that right? Um, but basically, yeah, I think it's BlackRock. Uh, I don't even, even know what they do, but they basically, you know, major, major corporations follow um, you know, what precedent like this, like BlackRock is is sending and sharing, and and in the recent like months and and even like the recent the past year, um, they've been shifting towards saying, uh, hey, like you need to start thinking about the environment um, if you want to see your business successful. So it's pretty important stuff, and it's it's having a huge impact on economics. Um, you know, economics that I've learned has been pretty, you know, like, as if, as if, like, environmental issues didn't exist, you know, I, I butted heads with all my economic professors in college, because of this reason, like, like, we're being taught this, um, you know, if you're in economics, you're being taught this, this model that uh, is based on, like, this infinite growth, you know, like, that, that we can just grow, 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 and, and everything that's growing is good, and, and growing is more jobs, and, and more money and growth, 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 and then that's that's translated into business models. That's translated into everything. Everything we do is is based on infinite growth. I always I always put that in quotations because it's not really existent. Infinite growth doesn't exist in the real world. Um, it, it exists in a bubble, and 
that bubble is economics and and that bubble is is acting like a cancer cell <laughs> you know a cancer cell loves infinite growth that's what that's what that that's what that is you know so so i've always butted heads and and you know learning about economics in most textbooks uh you always hear in the environment as a uh as treated as like an externality right it's an externality um, an external effect right an external problem that's that comes from uh you know these certain things that we that we plug in um and i always i always like really pushed on um like why isn't this ingrained in like a part of economics rather than an externality right rather than a separate oh kind of issue that we have to you know sort of keep in mind but not really um yeah it's it's an interesting thing you know i i think i think business and economics has come a long way um but i think there's limits you know there's limits to to how much this this um economic system this structure you know the structure of businesses there's limits to how much it can change because of just what it is you know because of the this this model is is literally um based on like infinite growth and it's based on this bubble that that's not a part of the real world basically right and and so i think there's limits to to what you can push for the environment because at some point you're gonna have to say yeah but infinite growth isn't a thing that's a delusional um world that you are living in um and at some point you know it's gonna be there's not gonna be any more push to do the the only push that we can do will be to come up with a different economic model um and and you know most economists you know they they're pretty agreeing on uh on the fact that most models and economic systems last for about 100 years and, and our time is up for this one so i think it's i think it's about time and i mean going back to like sam's question about um the environment and everything and like its effects from uh coronavirus and, and everything like that and things go back to normal man i hope i hope this is a one thing that 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 we wake up about it and realize how feeble our economic system is you know just from something as simple as the coronavirus you know and and to base you know the like our success as a country or as a world off of gdp and economic growth man i think i think it's not saying much at all for um for the real quality of life um that people are experiencing as you can see i mean you know the u.s has a large gdp but but clearly people aren't happy and clearly people don't have money to to um they don't have money put aside for for these for these situations and and yeah it's a really bad situation for sure so and i think it's time for a change for sure and and there's only so much that that you can alter and tweak within a system you know before you reach those system limits right so so that would be my answer to that it's pretty much it i mean happy earth day happy earth day and happy earth week happy earth month happy earth eternity <laughs> uh nothing lasts for you in eternity not even a planet but we can act like it will because um because we're not gonna be alive once it's gone <laughs> but we should act like our actions matter for sure and they will continue to matter 
uh, through generations, right? So, so I mean, I, I would say get out there and, and, and just honor, honor the planet, honor the earth, and, and honor, um, you know, like, like all, all of that we depend on for, for our survival, for our happiness, for our fulfillment um, as people. And just like honor that and, and, and give like compassion to, to the planet and to the earth. And, um, you know, normally I, I would say like all these specific things that we can do and that we can start and, and I'll start like a list and make a list that's, that's gets a lot of likes, you know, gets a lot of clicks and stuff, but like, that's not really what I'm here for. So, so, you know, I, I would say, really is be compassionate and be kind towards people towards the earth and and i think the world would be a better place if, if everyone tried doing that um and, and you know that 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 encompasses a lot of different things you know that being kind to the earth encompasses a lot of different stuff but i think i think if we keep asking that question of of like hey you know is this is this being kind is this being compassionate is this being loving towards people or to the earth or towards, um, you know, animals and whatnot? Um, I think that we'll be all right. So, so cool. I'm going to sign off. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. I got a couple people that, that stayed the whole time. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Impromptu unplanned Instagram lives. I don't know if I'll ever plan one. It'll all be unplanned. <laughs> Just that my my audience stays uh, super intimate. <laughs> all right, y'all. Um, love you. Thanks so much. Take care. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please share it around. And hey, if you want to stay updated on what's new, you can do so by going to weallcanchange.com and entering your email at the top of any page. Happy Earth Day, y'all. Um, if you want to support me further on any, any of this, um, any of my work, you can do so on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash change, And then you pick a tier. Pick a tier as low as the cost of a tea, $2. So for the cost of a tea, you can keep me advertisement free. And then that just kind of uh, gives you things in return as well. It allows you to be part of this community that I'm building. It um, gives you exclusive content, you know, new releases of stuff and just this more intimate kind of setting that we can talk with and stuff. So it's great. So patreon.com slash we all can change. And thanks so much, y'all. Take care.